man. Come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. He's the greatest. At that point, like, you put the whole team on your back. Like, it's, dang, everybody it's else gotta be there one just of the like, go Jimmy. If he does it. Go Jimmy. <laughs> nice. Play to work sports. 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 What up, world? Welcome to another episode of Late to Work Sports. As always, I'm your host, Jonathan, with my co-host, Ray Ray. What up, Ray Ray? What's up, John? Here we go, man. Another episode. What is this, 42 now? Yeah, I think so. I think we're 42 in now, so yeah, getting better, like a fine wine. Um, they're flying by. <laughs> yeah, man. Almost at a year mark, man. Almost. We're almost there, man. We, uh... We got I think we're gonna bring stuff. the heat today. Yeah, man, I think we got some good stuff today. Uh, I got a couple. I got a feel good story, some playoff recaps, you know, some uh, some events that we we happen to miss due to I think the NFL draft going on, and then uh, some some stuff about uh, an NBA player getting himself in some hot water and, and maybe a little something special at the end. So should be a good show, man. Are you uh, you ready to kick it? Well, uh, let's. Let's get into it. Let's do it. All right, man. All right, so... What are we stopping at first? What are we doing? Well, the first topic, gambling in sports. It's a no-no. That would be uh, that would be the first topic. So, like I said, this is the one man we missed um, a while back. I think it was during the draft, actually, right around that time period. But uh, the issue here is we... Just seen five new people get suspended for gambling. Um, Say it ain't so. Yeah, heinous, right? So, uh, first off, we all know what happened with Calvin Ridley, especially you and I being uh, the Atlanta Falcons fans and unfortunately living through that. Calvin Ridley, obviously, he was taking some mental health time away, got caught betting on games. Um, He was not playing for the NFL or playing at the time, you know, he stepped away, went playing for the Falcons, but he bet and he bet, I think it was like a parlay for the Falcons to win or something like that. And anyways, he got suspended for a full year last year. Gone. Right. Well, you think that was a wake up call for people like, Oh, they're not playing with this. Well, I guess five individuals thought people don't learn. Yeah. Yeah. As we'll see in today's show. I guess five individuals thought they could either game the system or they didn't think they were doing anything wrong. Now, two of them I can understand, right? Um, However, the other three, no excuse. So, first off, there was four Lions players, bro. Four of them. That's painful. That's four people on your team. Well, they had a good year, so, you know, they got to have some bad stuff happen. (laughs) We can't have too good. It can't be too good. So Yeah, they can't just win. No, no, we can't just uh, play football. We got to make headlines. So that was uh, the four Lions players, man, was Jamison Williams, Quantez Cephas, CJ Moore, and Stanley Berryhill. And then there was also one Commanders player, Shaka Tony. Now, they were all suspended for different time links, right? Two groups, rather. Um, Cephas, Moore, and... Tony were suspended indefinitely by the NFL 
and all released Oof. from their teams. Yep. All released. See ya. They were betting on NFL games. That's a no-no. They'll probably never play again. Williams and Barry here, Barry Hill. Here's the ones I kind of have a little bit of sympathy for them, right? They got suspended for six games each. They were betting on non-NFL games, but they were betting inside NFL facilities. Now, this is the one where I'm like, mm, you weren't betting on NFL games. You just happened to be betting in the wrong place. I, I don't really like that one per se, but I also can understand it. So here's my thoughts on it, Ray Ray, and then I'll, I'll see what you said, man. I think it's bad for the sports. Um, I, I don't think suspending them indefinitely is too harsh either. When you bet on a game that you control the outcome, at, at least to a certain extent, that's not good, man. So once the integrity of the game is questioned, you got bigger problems forming. You got people asking, is it been, is it staged? Is it rigged? Is it fake? It's all to, you know, appease the, the Vegas, you know, bookies, like you name it, man. I don't think it's good. And if you're betting on NFL games and they've banned you indefinitely, so be it. What's your, what's your thoughts on that, man? Well, you know, it's, it's a policy set in place. It's not like they don't know about it, whether or not we agree or disagree with this policy or the rules, whatever you want to call it. They're there, and that's what matters at the end of the day. And six games, I think, is light in comparison, but at the same time, you could vouch that it's heavy. So I guess it depends how many games were they betting on, how many things do they do when it comes to your two guys, right? But when it comes to the indefinite suspensions on the other guys, that comes down to just because you haven't done it before or just because you haven't got caught doesn't mean that I'm going to give you a light warning. Like, hey, we all saw what happened to Calvin. That was kind of, you know, the crucifixion, right? That was kind of the, hey, call. everybody, look, this is, this is what's going to happen. You go gambling on games, regardless if it's your team or a different team, we're going to put you up here. You're going to be suspended for the year, or at least he is. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy to think that they're like, hey, y'all are gone. You're done. And it's like you said, I don't think you're going to go back to another team. The NFL's you know, done you indefinitely. But again, I wouldn't be surprised because I mean, we, I think we've seen crazier things happen where people still weasel their way back in. So, I mean, I I don't know, man, we'll see, but overall it's just funny. You got, you're making millions already. Why are you gambling? Why are you sports gambling? I don't, I don't understand. I just don't know why you bet on games that you affect it. Like, you know, look at Pete Rose, man. Look at Pete Rose. Look what's happening to him still today. Like, yeah, stay out on, your own man. sport if you're going to do it. Come on, man. Like, yeah, stay out of your own sport. Especially away from your own team. If you're going to be stupid, at least stay away from your own team. Yeah, I don't know which teams they were betting on. I, I, I didn't see any article that told me which ones, but at the end of the day, man, you can't bet on NFL when you're playing NFL. And that's just so dumb, man. You've made it to an elite few that get a chance to do that, and you throw it all away because you want to gamble. Right, right. It's it's the whole thing of like, we talk about military personnel and it's like, yo, you're in the military, you know you can't do drugs. But yet you decide to do it while you're in there and it's like, bro, you telling me you can't wait till you get out? You, you, you don't plan on being a lifer. You got a four year, six year, whatever contract, you, you can't wait. These guys are the same way. Majority of, of NFL players only play three to four years is what the stat I used to see. So if you're only playing three to four years, you're telling me you can't sit there 
for three to four years and not gamble on sports? Come on, dude. You got a problem, man. You got a problem. I don't know how else to, to put it. Yeah, no, you definitely have a problem. Right. I mean, it just it just doesn't make sense. I don't understand why you do it. You're making the millions already. But if you get that if you get that high or whatever you call it from gambling, just go go do it somewhere else. Go to the casino. Go do blackjack, do whatever. You got all these other outlets. And if it has to be sports gambling, you got baseball, basketball, shoot, you got e basketball if you really want to get into it. You got all sorts of things. You UFC, can do. you can go bet on Madden. You can go bet on League of Legends. You can go bet on, bro, there's so much. People yeah, are so willing to bet on everything nowadays. You got to stay away from this. So, well, I think we're done talking about that. Be one, better. <laughs> yeah, be better. Well, let's talk about a feel-good story, dude, and I love this. You know I love when we get to talk about something great happening or get to you know praise a, a sports athlete because so many times they're put on pedestals just for being great at a sport, but this dude right here, is, I don't really know how else to say it, but, but just a good individual. His mother raised him right, father, grandparents, whoever raised him, he was raised right. And that is Anthony Richardson. So I read a little story about it, man. And uh, if you weren't a fan of him before, you got to be a fan of him now. So Anthony Richardson was at the NFL Rookie Orientation Program with potential draftees before the NFL draft. And when they left the room, they all left it a mess, right? Everybody was leaving. They were done with whatever. Well, Troy Vincent who is the executive VP of football operations in the NFL, saw that Richardson was behind and he was busting tables before the staff came back to the room. So Troy told Anthony, you don't need to do that. To which Anthony replied, we left this room in an unacceptable condition and it's not right for us to expect the staff to clean it all up. Now Vince said, he told Anthony, you're free to go which Richardson responds, no, it's all right. I'd like to stay and help. And he did until the room was cleaned up entirely. And he was the last person working alongside the workers that were on shift. This dude decided that he was there with God knows how many other potential draftees, you know. And they left it trashed. And he decided to stay and take his time to help clean up after all of them because it was basically he said it was unacceptable how how nasty they left it. But that's a world class thing to do. Shows his character is not just a football yep. player but a person. Yep. And, and I honestly love it, man. I don't I don't really know what else to say. That's it's an awesome. Well, story. that's good raising right there. That's what that is. That's just a good raising. That's, that's what it is. That uh, he he been taught that no matter where you are in life or who you are in life that you're no more bigger than anybody else, right? Because at the end of the day, he could look at the cleaning staff as, you know, the help or whatever. But he's like, nah, man, that's, that's not who I am. I'm not about it like that, which in and of itself is an amazing thing, right? So at this point, how do you not root for him in Indy, whether you thought he's going to be a bust or not? Because right. it comes down to you, you like to see great people do great things. You know, and I mean, what 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 a story, as simple as it is, there's plenty of people who would have, never thought about it and just walked off. Would have just, you know, drank their drink, ate their snack, whatever, threw it on the floor, we partying, baby, it's not my issue. The people getting paid to clean it up could clean it up. Yep. And to an extent, that's true, right? You know, I mean, it's no different when you go out to eat. 
you don't just leave the table a mess though. Like every time we go out to eat, we clean it up just enough to make mm-hmm. it easier on them, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm not needing to walk the the dishes back. They can do that, but I'm at least going to, you know, I, I stack my plates, I put my silverware there. Yep. I don't, you know, put a plate over the way on the left, my cup on the right. You know, I get it all put together. So that's, and this is what Anthony's doing, right? He's just, he's tidying up. Like, yeah, I realize I don't got to clean the whole place, but this is my bottle. I'm going to take care of my bottle kind of mentality. That's yep. great. It's an awesome thing to hear. It's It really is, man. And like you said, you know, he could have looked at him like, they're the help. I'm about to be making millions of dollars. This is beneath me. Whatever, you know, there's thousands of excuses he could have used to just get up and walk out. Not my mess. I didn't make that, you know, whatever. They're all grown men. They chose not to, whatever it may be. But he chose to start not only cleaning up, but cleaning up before the staff even got back there. It was almost like he was embarrassed that his fellow draftees did that. And he was bound and determined, I'm going to clean this up, man. And it's exactly what Mm -hmm. you said being raised right so i love me a good feel good story and i'm gonna tell you what anthony richardson has got a fan in me now i am rooting for him to do well well besides football and uga picking up the number one recruit in all of college football today i don't really have too many more you know, topics. It's, a, uh, it's a good time to come into that class why is that? For that kid, for that, well, you think about it, you got a, uh, he can be redshirted, right? So it's going to give him another year of eligibility. Carson Beck's going to be a junior who's going to probably get drafted with one good show out. And then your other two are going to be juniors the next year when he starts as a redshirt. You know what I'm saying? So like he's got a good chance to fall into the right spot to start off as a young gun at UGA. Yeah. Picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting so down. He'll, yeah. He'll, that's all depending on transfers, too. You know, like just looking at it as a commits. He's got a good chance to probably start as a sophomore or a freshman, which at this point in the SEC, I think it's a big thing if you start off as a freshman because there's so much high talent in these powerhouses now. Bro, at that if you position. start off as a freshman, that's a huge deal. Huge deal. That don't happen very often. You know nope. what I mean? I mean, if you look at how not many. Not when you got teams like this. Not when you got people that can win in, in and no. out. It's a, the the freshmen if you're, start if you're in Vandy. The, I was about to say they start in in the smaller schools. You know what I mean? But they, you, I mean, you just you're coming off back to back national championships, on the, and you're walking on that team and getting a chance. Uh, yeah. Like you said, could be the fre- the freshman starter. That's unheard of. We'll see, man. It's huh. a good little good little fit for him. But I uh, I heard about that news. I had to throw it out there because I knew you'd be excited about it. And how could you not we'll be? We'll see how he plays out. We'll see how he plays yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well, let's roll into the NHL, man. And uh, What's going on over there? We're starting to get to the end of the season, man. Starting to get tight now. So, first off, Florida did embarrass the Leafs. They didn't sweep them, so you could keep your broom put away. But they did beat them 4-1. So... Like how we talked about, man, it did seem like the Leafs were kind of figuring out the Panthers, right? The score kept getting lower and lower and lower, and they kept getting closer and closer. Well, in uh, game four, the Leafs figured it out, and they won 2-1 to one to secure the first win of the season. Or, the, excuse me, of the series, right? Well, game five rolls around, and 
they tried, man. They tried. They took them to OT. And unfortunately, they lost in OT. Well, now they know what it's like to lose a series in OT because that's how they beat the Lightning. They also lost both right. overtime games that they played against uh, Florida. So it's... Uh, you know, it's it's like we talked about that they got something going on that's wrong, obviously, there because they can't put anything together. So they got some figuring out to yeah, do, but it, doing a lot better than most appears. franchises. Yeah, I mean, they're competing, but they, uh, or they're getting in, rather. I wouldn't say they're competing. They're getting in there, rather. So we'll see how that plays out for them. But uh, right now, the, the the Leafs are heading back to Canada and Florida, you know, the place where hockey doesn't belong, mm-hmm. is uh, mm-hmm. is rolling forward. So, And that brings us to... It's a beautiful thing our, for you, isn't it? Hey, go Florida. It's just the wrong team. Hey, it is what it is, man. We got to. I got to wait for the home state, though. We're pushing it now. Now I just got to wait for the home state. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, well, that leads. Who's us gonna to throw the out next? One. Carolina mm-hmm. Canes, man. The Hurricanes are nasty. First off, they cruised to a four-one series over the Devils, and just wiped them off the floor. Oh, dude! Like I said last episode, I'm, right? The Devils had to score a lot of points in each game to win. And unfortunately, they couldn't. <laughs> Carolina averaged 4.8 goals a game, bro. 4. That's hard to beat. Eight. That's extremely hard uh, to beat. Yeah. I think uh, when they, I think when they lost or when they won game uh, five, that was their lowest output. I think is what I saw. And I think they scored uh, four goals, maybe. It's just ungodly, you know. Um, they only scored more than two goals in a game, once, and. That was the time they won when they scored more than two goals, right? They scored one goal in three games. So if if your other team's putting up four point eight points, man, and you're you're not scoring more than two, how do you expect to win? You know? And I guess this the excuse could be made they were they were exhausted because they did go seven games against the uh against the Rangers. But Should've either way, man. Hey, yeah. Either way, the Canes are just it. a powerhouse. So they advance to uh, to this level for the first time to round three for the first time since 2019. So it'll be the Canes and the Florida Panthers. Yeah. So yeah, it's not too long ago. No, no. There's like I said, they're a competitive well, team every year, man. So yeah, uh, I'm not surprised. Out. I'm not surprised. No, no, no. So no. then we got the uh, Vegas no. Golden Knights up against mm-hmm. the Oilers. And this one was back and forth. Pan out how I thought it would. No, ultimately the Vegas Knights won 4-2. So at one point the series was 1-1, and then it was 2-2. And it just and seemed it like, yeah, if game five and game six, Vegas said, oh, no, 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 hold up. We got your number now. And they went on to win five and six. The cool thing to note about this one, though, man, was – the winner in each of these games scored four more points. So it so was a high a clinic scoring affair. each time they won. Yeah, it was a high scoring affair, which mm-hmm. the next game, the next matchup is also been a high scoring affair. But I mean it's those goalies are are being taken advantage of. I that's all I can say, man. I mean 
Vegas. Vegas looks good. I I, I like Vegas. I like Vegas too. Man, the goalie can't catch a break in there. The goalie will make you and break you. It's like we talked about as an expansion team. Like, it's good on them. I know a lot of people down in, uh, I got friends down in Savannah. You know, they got the Ghost Pirates, and that's the feeder team. So they're big Vegas Knights fans, so they're happy. I mean, the Ghost, uh, is that the uh, the green team? Like, lime green? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I've been seeing yeah, them Savannah everywhere. Pirates. They had like a really good season or something like that. Like, yeah, they did. Apparently, it was supposed to be like a historic season for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I it's hearing. also they haven't been here too terribly long. I also seen I something like they had they had been sold out for like so long, yes, the whole season yeah. or something crazy. That's wild, bro. Yeah, they had That's more wild. sellout games than I think that might have been one of their records is how many sellout games they had. That's nuts. So well, that, so hockey in Georgia might be making a comeback. Hey, hey, hockey belongs in the South. I'm just saying it. So that leads us to our last game, and that is the Kraken versus the Stars. So this is the only series right now, Ray Ray, that is not over with. They are actually playing. I'm pulling for them Kraken still. Hey, I'm pulling for the Kraken, man. They're actually playing right. Look, I need them to win. I'm pulling for them. They're playing right now, and it's and zero. If they win, zero I go three and one. Oh, you had uh, the Oilers winning. That was the only one. Yeah. W- yeah, man, I told you I was still pulling for them, but yeah, they're the only ones that let me down, man. I'll, I'll be happy going three and one. I've made no bets, but you know how it is. You make these mental bets of like, I'm right just to be able to say I was right. <laughs> yeah, well, right now they're playing, man, and uh, basically now it's just a one-game series. Your season is one game right now. And it all comes down been, to this, right? That's it, man. The series has been back and forth, right? Um, only one time has the winner scored four points. Every other time, the winner has scored more, with Seattle winning and scoring seven in game three. So, again, this was a high-scoring affair every game. Uh, right now, though, it's zero to zero going well, the into only the game, second. Yeah, the only game that's been close is the last game, or it was uh, game one. Between them two? Which was a decided, yeah, decided in overtime, five to four. Everything else has been at least by uh, two or more. Goals. Yeah, this one. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would like to see. I didn't break it down, but I would be curious to see: is it who scores the goal first? Like, how has it been determined who's running it on the other? No, one? You no, know but what I mean, da- da- Dallas is home, so you know that matters for something. That home field, that home ice, whatever you want to call it, that home well, court. They get loud. I'm telling you what. So, but with that, then. Now we got the Panthers and Canes, like you predicted. Who do you have winning this, Ray Ray, and how many games? I think the Canes are going to take it away. Um, But I don't think Panthers are just going to lie over or roll over and just die. I think it'll be a 4-2 game. I think uh, you'll see like the Panthers have done. They'll have one just big blowout game, which is like, what the heck? And the Canes will just go, yeah, that's about typical and par for the course right now. And then after that, they'll just take it and run with it. But the Panthers aren't just going to get beat 4-1. They're not going to get beat 4-0. They're not going to get swept. But I say on average, the teams win by two goals each. It'll be close with the one blowout game in there somewhere. I can agree. I got uh, I got the Canes beating the Panthers. Um, I felt like the Canes are the more complete team. I feel like they're... 
playing well, but it, it's hard to root against. It's hard to not even root against, but it's hard to say that the Panthers maybe aren't the better team because they did knock off the Boston Bruins, and then they turn around and just spank the Leafs. So I too have this four two, but honestly, I can see it going seven games. I'm gonna say the Canes make it, but I don't know, man. The more I the more I look at it and the more I think about it, I look at the competition that the Canes have beat, and I look at the competition that the Panthers have beat and how the Panthers have beat them. And uh I don't know, man. They're 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 one of the ones that's the underdog that everybody, you know, just kind of blows it aside and they I guarantee nobody was really expecting them to beat Boston like that. Go game seven and beat them. Wait, you know, I'm, you know. And then I, I can almost guarantee nobody was expecting them to basically sweep Toronto. I mean, they lost one game to them, and it was by one goal. So, yeah. But I'm going to pick the Panthers. I'm going to pick the Panthers well, to I lose mean, this uh, one, man. And I'm going to go okay. Canes. Pick up to lose. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I think that luck's going to run out, or whatever you want to call it, that, uh, you know, everyone's going to make the argument for the Bruins that they got the presidential trophy, so they're going to lose regardless because that curse is there. But at the same time, you could make that argument of they could have been the team to break it. So I can see your argument, man. Panthers, like I said, they're going to put up a fight, but I just think at the end of the day, the Hurricanes are more prepared to put up this fight. They've trained better, you could say, had a better uh, training camp, and they're just ready to win it all. Yeah, I think they're hungry. I think they're hungry, so... Well, next we got the Vegas yeah, Golden Knights, man, and they're either going to be playing Seattle or Dallas. So, do you got Vegas winning no matter who they play, or do you think? No, I'm gonna. I got Seattle winning no matter what. Really? Okay. Okay. What? Uh, yeah. How many games do you think that one goes to? Uh, well, uh, so they're going to win tonight. They're going to win five to three. Okay, it's going to be a very hellacious third period. <laughs> okay. In second half, I guess second period is gonna be a little crazy too. Man, it's just gonna it's just gonna be it's gonna pop off. No, uh, so the Krakens, it's gonna be okay. another game okay. seven. I just don't think I don't think they're the team that can sweep, but I don't think they're the team that wants to get swept either. So that's what keeps them in it. But I think they're gonna go blow for blow. They're kind of like Rocky, you know. They're gonna win for losing. They're gonna get beat up a few times just to come back and start yelling Adrian and take that to the playoffs, take it to the actual <laughs> cup. God. All right, well, uh, I disagree with you. My heart wants to pull for the Kraken. My heart wants to say Seattle versus the Panthers in that bad boy, right? But my mind says the Vegas Golden Knights are the truth. Mm -hmm. And I think they come in, and I think they beat... I'm going to give Seattle two games, man. I'm going to give Seattle or Dallas, even Dallas if it gets there, because honestly, I think Seattle can beat Dallas. Um, I think they're just that I'm going to upset you type thing. I mean, they knocked off the Stanley Cup champs from last year. So I think they got that mentality of like, we're here to upset, but I don't think they're going to upset the, the Golden Knights. At this point, you upset the, the Stanley Cup champs. You upset Dallas. The Golden Knights at this point have been watching, and they're like, nah, 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 big dog. We got your number. So if they upset Dallas, which I think they do, I think they win tonight um, based off of what I'm seeing now. I think they take it. 
uh, at that point, you got Seattle versus Golden Knights, and and I'm going to give Seattle two, but I'm going to say the Golden Knights are just too powerful, man. And they take it, and we got a Golden Knights versus Kane Stanley Cup. That is my take. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see how uh, how these all plan out. I'm sure somebody somewhere is writing them down. Maybe it's 409 because I know it's not us. No, it's definitely not me because I always forget. And I mean, I'm the guy too, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm the guy that's in the moment. Think, yo, I like. I look at like how they're performing right now. Yeah, I look at how they're performing right now when I make my predictions. Because I'm sure if you go back and look at my episodes, you're like, oh, this guy said this one week and this the next week. Yeah, but I got more data now, so it's like, it's hard for me. The numbers. Yeah, I still want to root for the. (laughs) Yeah, right. I still want to root for the team that I initially said, but. Golly, man, it's hard, you know? It's hard. So. Sometimes I like when my heart don't break, okay? Sometimes I like being like the no-doubter. Sometimes I don't want to be on the edge of my seat. It needs a break, okay? Sometimes it just needs a break. Well, there is a, there has been some games in the NBA that have put people on the, uh, on the edge of the seat, and there's also been some games where it's like you don't have to worry about it breaking because you knew who's going to win it by the third. So with that being said... We'll kick it over to our NBA analyst here, Mr. Austin, and let him uh, give us our recap in the NBA this week. What's up, guys? We have a lot of great series here to recap, and we finally got our conference finals preview as well. Let's just jump straight into it. Kicking it off with the Celtics and 76ers series. Game five was taken by the 76ers. Tatum and Brown get up 60 points together, but it wasn't enough to get them out of this one since Embiid and Maxi combined for 66 points, and Harden was two rebounds away from a triple-double. At this point in the series, the 76ers led 3-2. In Game 6, Tatum looked to be having maybe one of the worst games in his career, having only one point at halftime and I think even into the third quarter, but he comes alive in the fourth quarter and seals up the game. Smart steps up and gets 22 points to help them in the win, and Embiid and Maxi both put up 26 points in the loss, and the series sits tied at three at this point. I'm personally really happy we got a game seven out of this, and it's been really, really exciting for me. Now in that game seven, the 76ers starters couldn't get it together as their top scorer was Tobias Harris with 19 points. For the Celtics, Brown put up 25 points and Tatum put up a record-setting 51 points in a Game 7. Now, Curry had just broke the record with 50 points, but Tatum says, no, I'll take that from you and sets it up with 51 points. And the Celtics take that series and advance to the Conference Finals. Now, keeping it in the East, up next is the Heat and Knicks. Brunson, Barrett, and Randall put up 76 points together between them with Brunson getting the majority of that with 32 points. Only that wasn't enough to beat the Heat out on this one, but with Butler getting 27 points and 10 assists, and Bam getting 23 points, 13 rebounds. Heat go up three to one at this point in the series. Game five, Jimmy Butler led the team in points with 19, which wasn't enough for them in this one, since again, Brunson, Barrett, and Randall combined for 88 points. Brunson again getting the majority of that with a big 38. In Game 6, Brunson drops a big 41 points on the Heat, but doesn't get help from the rest of the team as the Heat squeeze this one out with Butler and Bam combining for 47 and win out the series. 
Now over to the West, we'll start with the Warriors and Lakers. Game four, Kerr was doing everything he could to keep them close and tie up the series as he drops a triple-double, 31 points, 10 rebounds, and 14 assists. But unfortunately, he couldn't do enough to keep them in this one as the Lakers win and Braun, Reeves, and Davis drop 71 together and AD gets 15 rebounds. Lakers go up 3-1 to one at this point in the series. Now, game five, the Warriors weren't done with the business. Bron and AD lead the team with 48 points combined, but for the Warriors, Green, Wiggins, and Curry get up 72 together with Green getting 10 rebounds. Warriors make it 3-2 at this point, and we get a game six. In game six, Curry was the only one to be on offense, it seemed, with 32 points, and then the in second, right behind him with most points for the team was 16. So there was a... Literally, he was doubling everybody on the team with points. Um, the Lakers dominated and won by 21 points. Bron gets up 30 points, 9 rebounds, 9 assists. AD got up 20 rebounds in the win and 17 points as well. And they advanced to the conference finals. Now, the last one we have here is the Suns and Nuggets series. I mean, it's not much to talk about. Uh, Jokic getting his 10th triple-double in a series in the playoff series um the most in history i believe and i just have a few stats here they won game five and six to close it out the nuggets take it and advance to the conference finals now the stats i have here katie scored 23 points in game six lois he scored this entire postseason was 23 points KD, when guarded by Gordon, averaged a 39.5% field goal percentage. So Gordon was absolutely locking KD down. And KD with Devin Booker combined to get an average of 65.9 points per game this offseason. And um, next we have only the third team in history to lose, by, to lose in consecutive playoffs by 25 plus points in a game winning game. I have some other stats for the other games as well. Warriors were Warriors first playoff series loss outside of the finals under Steve Kerr was by the Lakers this offseason, which is crazy that they've never lost a playoff series unless it was in the finals under Steve Kerr. This was the first time it happened. Motley got fired by the Suns after the Suns get eliminated again in the second round. And the bubble, the bubble playoffs seem to be back as the four teams that were in the conference finals then are back at it again, battling it out. As you guys can probably remember, uh, Lakers and Heat advanced in 2020 in the bubble. And Lakers took that ring, but I have it working out completely differently this time. As before I said, I think the Nuggets and Celtics are gonna go to the, the finals and play each other with the Nuggets coming out. But I guess we'll see how that has to happen. And that's it for me, guys. Thank you so much. I'm going to kick it back to Ray Ray and John. See you guys next week. All right. Appreciate that, Austin. Well, thanks, man. Hey, as good as always, man. As good as always. I'm glad he does it. Yeah. I say it every time, day in, day out. <laughs> but dang, without someone doing that, you and I, whew, I don't know if it would be touching that i wouldn't know all this the stats and, and numbers and no man we just talked about numbers this dude knows his stats knows his facts knows his 
And and I love he throws his little spice in there when he does it. So, well, yeah, he's that thing where you and I could hear the name of any player from the NBA, and it could be weird. Like I don't I don't know who that is, and he's the guy that's like, how do you not know who that is? Exactly, exactly. Because I'm like, because he's not a superstar. Like yeah, man. All know. I know is LeBron, KD, and there's a few other ones out there too. That's because, about it. Because he plays for the Indiana <laughs> Pacers. I don't know. Yeah, like, who's that guy? <laughs> And he's like, bro, how do you not know that? That's how that goes. Oh, man. He's in a small market. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's right. Well, the only thing that I want to uh, that I want to recap, because like I said, Austin, he's done done the recap. But first off, I want to give a shout out to my Miami Heat going 4-2 and two and moving on. And secondly, I got to give a shout out to the Boston Celtics for winning in Game 7. But more importantly... I got to give a shout out to Doc Rivers. What was it? I read something today said he should just walk away. Man, this dude, this dude has played. I think it was sixteen game sevens in his career. Right, sixteen as a coach, and this man has lost ten of them right now. That's five more than any other head coach. I'm going to tell you, I thought about betting on the Celtics to win it, and I should have because they won it by the third. Bro, I tell you, though, with Doc Rivers, I swear every year I blink and he's on a different team. And I'm like, dang, is this man everywhere? I'm like, is he just every- Is there multiple Doc Rivers? I don't know how he keeps getting contracts, bro, because he's only won. He won with the Celtics in 08. And that was really before like well, the like big a, super teams were getting built. He won then, and well, then he's, he's a proven winner. You know, it's like Mike Tomlin; he can win, but he can't win the big. But game. we just can't. Right? There's a reason why Mike Tomlin has kept a job because they're day in day out over 500. Yeah, but I mean, man, this but dude has just, coached some some big teams with some big talent and some big names, mm-hmm. and it's like, God, Lee, dude. He's never been in the NBA well, Finals, but that one time. Yeah. yeah. Eric Spolster's been there like six times. I'm just saying. Well, either way, like I said, Boston on Boston's going to probably win this whole thing. I think they're the favorite for me personally to do that. I'm going to tell you right now, I think I've seen it today, and everybody's kind of, you know, like, oh, this guy's 40%, this guy's 30 this guy's 30 you know, 28 whatever. And then they were like the Heat have a like it was a three percent chance based off of ESPN's analyst to win it all. I, well, like, I think that's fair wow. if you look at the four teams left though. They're definitely the biggest underdog out of all the teams. And I it think goes so. back to what we talked about is uh Jimmy Bucket's gonna have to have help eventually. It it will not he cannot go another fourteen games, assuming we go to seven game stretches with him right, carrying the whole team yep. on his back. Just yep. cannot do it. It it just can't happen. Like he will if if he does if he if they win solely based off of his back. They're gonna to me that's gonna be the goat. Front of, uh, they're yeah, gonna put well, to me that's the goat. That's he's the greatest <laughs> at that point. Like you put the whole team on your back. Bro, like it's dang everybody it's else out there just the like go Jimmy. If he does it. Go Jimmy. <laughs> hey, hey bro, he, I he swear it's like, if like, you could give it early, it's Finals MVP. He would have to be like have one of the greatest playoff runs ever. At least that I've seen. If he does. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
Oh, Arguably yeah. one of the greatest ever. And I know everybody's going to be like, when LeBron came back in the finals, down 3-1 and won it all. I don't care. Jimmy won it all by himself. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Miles I mean, had everybody else be flagrant. Like, they just out there to pass him back the ball. Uh, just dish the rock to me. That's what I need, okay? <laughs> when I stop dribbling, y'all just be ready to pass it back. <laughs> well, first off then, so you have the Celtics obviously beating the Heat. What do you have that going to? How many games? Uh, 4-2. Because, again, I think Jimmy's going to – no matter what, he's going to break his back for the team. Regardless. Okay. I think they're not going to just get skunked because Jimmy's not going to want to get skunked. So I think they, they're going to pull out two. So I think – that if Boston plays their best, right? If Boston just just puts all their pieces together and just plays, not even their best, if they just play as a team, not some of that junk you're seeing against the 76ers, but they legitimately play to their capabilities, I think they win it 4-2. If Boston does not come ready to play, I see mm-hmm. Jimmy Bucket winning it in seven. I see it going seven. Yeah, yeah. If Boston sleeps, if Boston sleeps, then yes, they will win because I don't think Jimmy's going to sleep. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. Jimmy has been taking Adderall and has just been staying up. <laughs> well, uh, so I got, I got, I, I, I'm gonna tell you, I got obviously because I can't go against them. I got my Heat winning it, man, in seven, going That's on fair. to the NBA Finals. I, I can't root against them. My, my heart and my mind may say different two, two different things, right? Because my mind says. Well, the Celtics are the favorite to win it all, you know, to to not win it all, but to win against us, right? The, the favorites. Yeah, that don't mean nothing. But yep. that don't mean nothing because we have been, we played the Bucks, beat them four one. We played the Knicks, beat them four two. You know, I mean, we're beating teams that we are not the favorite to beat. So I'm going to say my Heat win it in seven. Who do you got coming out of the West between the number one seed Nuggets? and the number seven seed Lakers with your boy, LeBron James. I think the true MVP is going to come out inside of uh, Jokic, and they're going to win. But I don't think LeBron's going to just roll over and get swept 4-1 Nuggets. Wow, 4-1, huh? I have the Nuggets also winning, but I'm going to give... LeBron, I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him a little his credit, and I'm gonna say they win two games, and we have a Nuggets and Heat in the finals, and Jimmy Butler winning it all, because that's what my heart says. If Jimmy buckets wins it all, I will buy every single jersey. <laughs> hey, yo, I'm gonna tell you right now, if Jimmy buckets wins had. it, he then becomes my new From favorite Chicago, Miami Heat player. Hey, he's I'm like a, the I'm mini rainbow player, bro. That's going to be four teams worth of jerseys. I like D-Wade. I like me some D-Wade. On the court, that man was something else. Yeah. D-Wade could take the back seat. I'm sure he understands. I love me some D-Wade watching him play. I mean, he was dominant even after all those knee injuries and stuff. Played great with LeBron. Played great with Shaq. Um, and people are going to say, well, he had great players when he won his rings. Who cares? So does half the other teams that win rings anymore. So that's right. You know, Everybody's got at least somebody to dish to. The thing is, you can't. It's hard to win it one on one. Mike didn't even win it one on one. He yep. had arguably one of the the probably, arguably the second best player in the league with Scottie Pippen. Like, what do you want? 
You know what uh, I mean? Don't forget that they had a man they straight brought on and Dennis Rodman just to get boards. Yeah, yeah. He uh, like that. That was it. Hey, hey, big dog. I don't worry about rebounding. You just do it. Okay. Yeah. And like what? Twenty plus rebounds a game later. As long as they kept him out of Vegas, he was on it. So that's right. Yep. That's right. <laughs> well, well, uh, all right, man. Well, I'm gonna see how this one ages. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it ages well for me. Probably uh, like milk. I'm gonna hope it ages like wine. Hope yours ages like milk. Well, you better hope that it's. It's it's wine that hasn't already been uh, uncorked because then it's gonna be just as bad. <laughs> oh, what is that vintage bottle that hasn't been opened? Mm. Well, well, since we're on the topic of NBA, let's talk about John ja Morant. This dude right now, man, I I don't really know what else to say about this guy. So let me give you a little background to you and all the listeners out there, Ray Ray, kind of what happened in case. Anybody's been living under a rock for the past couple days here. So let's backtrack a little bit. Back in February, right? He uh he got in trouble. I think it was February. He got in trouble with the gun thing, the the gun in the in the club, and uh, you know, got, right, took right. some time away. Blah blah blah. Right. Well, everybody thought he learned his lesson. Like, hey, don't do stupid stuff with guns like that. Don't be flashing it. Stop trying to live that life. Like, you're you're an athlete now. You don't have to represent a life that. Either maybe he had or didn't have or whatever, because you know, the, the verdict's been out. People are saying you ain't about that life. You are about the life. Who cares? You don't need to be about that life anymore because you're making forty million dollars a year or whatever it is. Fast forward. That's right. You're not CJ, and this isn't Grove Street. Oh my God. Fast forward. Uh, I love that. Shout out to GTA. Um, he was dancing. You know, getting hyped to some music in the car with his boys and everything, and uh, they're. Instagram live in it again, and the video camera pans around to him, and he's holding a gun up in the air. Now you see the <laughs> hey, shout out to homie for dropping that camera, that uh, bro. Way, he so. dropped it quick, right? Quick, too late. We can pause it, and that's <laughs> that it. man was smarter than Jai himself. That <laughs> his buddy was yes. smarter. Yeah, going. What are you doing, oh, man? Well, so the talk right now, yeah, you know is like big facing dog. at least twenty game suspension. They're saying. I'm saying, you know, his buddy was like, Ja, come on, big dog. Seriously. Like, we just got oh, through yeah. this. Yep. And so they're saying he's facing 20 game suspension, but they're su- suggesting he may get half the season, if not a full season. I don't really know what else to say about this dude, man. What, uh, I mean, what is there to say about this guy? He, he obviously doesn't learn, man. Yeah, there, there's nothing else to say. We covered it before on the last one, and at this point, we're just playing uh, the repeat game. Unfortunately, so yeah, it's uh, it is what it is, man. Everybody's got their yeah. opinions on it. I think he had his second chance. He blew his second mm-hmm. chance. Mm-hmm. I don't know what what details they went into. So as far as I'm concerned, it's like, hey, man, obviously you didn't care about whatever disciplinary action we went about, whatever we talked about. So I'm gonna have to wash my hands. And be done with it. That's what I think. I think he's. I mean, we. Could, I think honestly, you could see him getting. Uh, I think you could see him possibly getting traded or getting kicked out of the league here soon, man. Yeah. So okay, that's all I gotta say about it, man. I'm not gonna touch that sensitive subject much more. That's it, man. So. All right. Well. Uh, well, Ray Ray. That leads us into our uh, our special here at the end. We have a professional. Baseball player here, Mr. Zach Christofak, on here to uh to talk about 
you know what it's like coming up what uh what what he does for his his uh spare time was fair pitches all that stuff is a pitcher for the currently a pitcher for the Rocket City Trash Pandas out in uh Madison Alabama I love it <laughs> I'm not going to lie I love it so Zach appreciate you coming on the show man Yeah man hey thanks absolutely for thanks yeah thank you guys for having me absolutely Yes sir yes sir so for uh for everybody out there, I, I just wanted to kind of give you a little backstory about Zach here. So, um, he was born in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, he played collegiate baseball at UGA. He was actually, stop it! Right. <laughs> this guy. Oh my! Not you too! <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I can't get away from y'all. Come on, man! Come on, man! That's my that's my alumni. Come on! Oh, I just yeah. can't get away from it. Hey, he's into the barking. He's here for it. Oh my god, man! He was uh, he was drafted twice, man. Once in 2016 out of high school to Atlanta Braves, and then again in 2019 out of UGA to uh, the Los Angeles Angels. Um, went on to play in Orem. Utah for the Owls there in 2019 COVID year. As we know, I think everybody lost that year of their life in 2020 type time frame. messed them all up. And, uh, what a time. Oh dude, it was it even, I don't even remember the year. I just try to block that all out anymore. And then, uh, then we had the tri city dust devils that he's played for, for the past two years in 21 and 22 in Pasco, Washington. And then, like I said, he has came back down to the Southeast in Madison, Alabama, Playing for the old trash pandas, so it right seems like it's been a, a a little while, right? Seems like you've got to move around a little bit, um, which I'm sure was kind of a uh, cool experience. Oh, a hundred percent, definitely. Um, you know, it's it's very it's, it's not very often like if you're affiliated with a team on the West Coast that there's a uh, East Coast affiliate of some sort, and it just kind of so happened that. Uh, we fell into this affiliate a couple of years ago, so it, it is very nice being close to home, close to friends, close to family, getting able to play in the southeast. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. What was it like, yeah, man? Go ahead, Ray. I was going to say, I'm sure that's, that's great, because then you know, while going up through these ranks, you can have your family come out to support you and friends mm-hmm. come out to support you. I'm sure that's got to mean a lot at that level of play. Yeah, definitely. It's big, and... uh yeah, the last few years for me, I'm not gonna lie, they're very difficult. Um, you know, you got your buddies um, that are that are on your team, and they they really do throughout the season like become your brothers. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. But yeah, I'm sure you know, kind of being away from your family and your close core group of people uh, that far away, it's it's tough without a doubt. So. Let me ask you a question then, Zach. So playing in Utah and Washington, right? Obviously you said there was um, the aspect of being so far away from family that that was a, a a tough thing, a strain. You know, I see that obviously you grew up in Atlanta, you went to UGA, so you kind of stayed, you know, through through a good portion of your life in Georgia. Um, and then getting to move over to Utah and Washington, is there – First off, I guess the question is, you said that it was kind of a tough thing. What was the, would you say being away from your family is the toughest thing? Or is it like the fact that it's a whole different culture, a whole different climate, a whole different, everything's just totally different all of a sudden? Uh, I, I would say more so 
just kind of like a culture thing. Like you're you're going to like a, a different place that you've never been before. Um, and I'll be the first one here to say, that, you know, out out there is a lot different from from where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's I would probably say it just it, it really just comes down to like you know community and and, and environment and. I think that really an aspect of life is what makes it, what, what makes you or breaks you in any situation. Mm-hmm. And so um, you kind of look for the people. And fortunately for me, um, you know, they, we, I have a great, you know, core group of, of guys, of, of teammates that are uh, in the organization. So even when I was, you know, three, 3,500 miles away from home, I still had I still had a good group of dudes that I could go to if I needed it out there. If you know what I mean. That's important to have. That's good to have. Mm-hmm. Is to there have that core group someone to fall back on? Is there and just because I'm a San Diego Padres fan, but I grew up in the right. South, um, became a fan because that was the first game I went and watched. Uh, I'm in the Marine Corps and I was out there in Pendleton, went and watched and played the Giants. Giants fans at that point in the stadium were yeah. obnoxious. And I was like, man, I'm rooting for the Padres. I hope they beat y'all. And they uh, did. And it was an amazing game. And I've been hooked ever since. So is there uh, a... I'm sorry, Pendleton, Oregon? No, no, no. Pendleton. Camp Pendleton. Uh, it's in the southern... Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, no, sorry, sorry. I'm so used to talking gotcha, to Marines gotcha, gotcha. day in, day sure. out that we just say Pendleton. Um, is yeah. Is there a big baseball culture out in the Utah, Washington area? Like, did you feel a big baseball culture? To be honest, no. Like, not at all. Um, obviously, growing up in the South, like... It's huge. There's there's a pretty big nostalgia about baseball, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Whether it's mm-hmm. amateur level, uh, collegiately, uh, professionally, there's, there, there's baseball everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely everywhere. Yeah, and then sure. you get out there and, and you know when i was in high school even like there, there were a ton of people that would come out and you know watch play college we would play for really good crowds and then we got to like the rookie ball and the high a level and there just weren't really a whole lot of people that were interested to be honest um but at least i noticed like in the city or towns that we'd play in and then uh when we would go like so in, in the tri-city league it's it's the Northwest League, which there's there's six teams. It's in Oregon, Washington, and there's a team in British Columbia and Vancouver. Oh wow! And we go play in Van- we go play in Vancouver, and they would average, you know, six thousand fans a night, and you know, it, it, it would it would give wow. you those, you know, the, those butterflies again of getting to play in like a good good size of people, and you're like, damn, like I, I, I kind of miss that, you know, and. Yeah, uh, it it definitely brings the, I think the love and the fun back into it when you can better perform, you know, in front of a bunch of people. That's fun. We all think that's Would fun. Say, so the crowd kind of like breathes a life into you. Then, like, it kind of gives it to you. Yeah, yeah. I think so I'm it, sure that that made it, that COVID year had to be harder then, given that there was nobody anywhere. Yeah, one hundred percent. It it, it okay. just you know it doesn't like magnify the situation, but mm-hmm. it makes it a little more fun if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred. Yeah, because now it's kind of yeah, 
And now you got people up. cheering and booing. I'm sure you enjoy all of it when you are used to none of it. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, no, I'm sure it's. I think that's what that's what makes the game the way it is. The culture down here for sports is night and day different. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I think if you get to the major cities, like obviously New York, you know, you go into uh, probably in your Texas, um, in your Californias, you know, like Southern Cali, uh, those climate, those cultures are huge for sports. But in the South, man, it just seems like it's everywhere, and it's every sport. You know, baseball, football, Absolutely. basketball. Everybody's behind it, no matter what sport. And it's, it's honestly, I mean, you pick a sport, it's going to be packed. There's going to be people cheering. You know, it's always a good time. So, yeah, well, it's going to be yeah, highly, highly competitive wherever you go. And, um, yeah, no, you're right. There's there's some type of like nostalgia about it, I guess. But there are, there's just a lot of really good athletes in the area. I mean, I, I remember in the area where I grew up, I mean, every sport um, in, in, in our county, like there would be top recruits going to play at big division one uh, colleges and you know, there's guys playing today and not just baseball, but, you know, basketball, uh, football, um, and in the area that I grew up in. So, yeah, like you were saying, it's, it's, it's everywhere. Well, so I, I, I have a question about that, man. So when you grew up, right, was your family big into sports? Was it, you know, were you big in baseball? Were you big into all sports? Like, what was what was life growing up in the South, right? Was, what, was Like I said, was your family big into sports or what? What got you into baseball? Yeah, I I would say that my family did get me into sports. I I, I come from very pretty athletic family. Um, there there are a bunch of of golfers in my family. Like so, if if my if my family had to claim one sport, it would probably be golf. My <laughs> my cousin is the head golf coach at Marquette University in Wisconsin. Oh, wow. um, hmm. I have I have three cousins who are scratch golfers. Two uncles. Or scratch golfer, so we will play in a uh, family tournament every every offseason, and I get whooped up on pretty good. But uh, it's really really fun. But I would say, from a baseball perspective, I kind of just chose that on my own. I remember going to Atlanta big games in the early two thousands and watching Chipper Jones and. Old truest part. There was Dickham Turner Field, yeah. man. Uh, it was rough times. Yeah, that was Turner Field. Uh, I remember. Ugh. I remember seeing Chipper Jones come up to the plate, hearing crazy train, and I said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hooked. This is what I want to do." <laughs> I mean, what a great group of guys, though, for us to be able to go watch as kids to really get you into any. Oh sport. my gosh! Oh my gosh! I, I, I mean, could... you had with Chipper Andrew. You know, Nick Markakis towards the end of it all. Like, what a great group yeah. to just grow up and get I, I to know. see. I, I, I grew up liking those, you know, 2005, 2006 Braves, too. You had, mm-hmm. you know, Andrew Jones, Marcus Giles, uh, you know, young Brian McCann, Jeff oh. Rancor, um, Mark Teixeira. Uh, I mean, getting back as far as like Javi Lopez. Like, those were. Those were the Braves that I really remember growing up watching. That that's that's the team that I fell in love with. If you 
know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean on that end, man. So I'm assuming then your favorite sports team, or at least your favorite baseball team, is the Atlanta Braves. Probably the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> oh, with, without, a, without a doubt. I mean, how so could it not without be? Without a doubt. How could it not be that? So going off that, team? though, uh, with being drafted out of high school, what made you want to go into college instead of going to play for the Braves off the rip? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there were some conversations that I had before the draft in high school mm-hmm. of the potential of doing that, but I, I, I knew that I needed to go to college from a uh, development uh, perspective, right. and I'm very happy that I did because after being around it now for a couple of years, I don't I really don't think that I would have been ready for that at 18 years old. Um, no, I can see that, man. That's going to so, be hard, though, being 18 going against, because that what at that point, even if you went into to low A or to single A, I mean, I'm sure just the difference even still between college to that playing is grown men. outlandish. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the one thing I will, will always be super appreciative of of college baseball is just the um, attention to detail. And mm-hmm. you learn the game growing up, whether you're playing, you know, travel ball, high school ball, but you really, really learn the game and learn how to play the game at a high level in college, in my opinion. So, so I was so, very ooh, I'm sorry, happy with that. No, no, but I was done. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. I was just gonna. I was gonna caveat off that. I was gonna ask you, um, playing baseball in the SEC, then, right? Because you said you went and played in college. So obviously, playing football in the SEC, right? That is the pinnacle. That's what everybody looks at, and they said that is the cream of the crop competition to play against. Is baseball in the SEC considered the same thing? Is it like uh, really, really pushed? Especially considering that baseball is so big in the South. I mean, honestly, the answer like, if you asked me that question six years ago, or six or seven years ago when I was a freshman in college, I would say yes. But after gaining a new perspective on, you know, being in in, in double A, playing against guys at this high level and guys from all over the country, all over the world. I mean, to be honest, um, it's it's not, it's not. It, it's a very good conference. It's very challenging week in and week out. You're, you don't have a break, but there's a lot of good players all over the place. I will say that with with most confidence. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, when you look at baseball, though, it's definitely a very diverse melting pot of people. Uh, I love it. Of I love people. it. Like, you can go, so I don't know, John, you haven't 100%. got to go. If you go to the Truist Park, they have, like, a, all the Braves of past and present. And it's just so many different countries flagged of like how many different players have just been on the Braves from like just different countries. And it's, you know, like you, mm-hmm. you look at a football team, it'd probably be like three different flags total. Like it, there's, there's just not much diversity, but it really does feel like that's why I think maybe in the, makes, I think that's what makes baseball so great is like, it truly is the American sport of like the melting pot. Right. I mean, that's just where everybody can come in and play. I would, I would, I would one hundred percent agree with that. I think on our current team right now, we have uh, United States, we have Canada, we have Dominican, 
We have Cuba. We have Venezuela. So, wow, that's five countries right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty that's uh, diverse when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how big's the it's, roster, it's, it's, Zach? Twenty-eight. I believe yeah, twenty-eight. So, in well, that's five in two shy of big roster. Yeah, that's yeah. five off the top of your head that you didn't even really have to think about. You named five immediately out of twenty-eight. That's that's big. So, so almost a sixth of the team is different, like give or take. Like that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. When it is, uh, it, is it, it is really cool. I guess my question, Zach, is when did you realize that you had a chance to make a a career out of playing baseball? Right, the a sport that so many of us use as like a pastime, just something fun that we do recreational after school. But you actually yeah, have a chance do, to make uh, money off this. When did that like come to a realization? Like, hmm, I'm actually pretty good at this. I may be able to make something out of it. I I really think that what when I was young, I, I, I was always very confident that I was going to set out and go play professional baseball. I, I just obviously didn't realize like how hard that it would be. Um, <laughs> But I, I I had it in I had it in my heart and, and in my mind from a very young age that that's what I wanted to do and um I was willing to you know kind of do anything to go get it done and obviously you battle the mental um you know the drought uh and of course you know you have mountains as well and it's just kind of trying to find a balance. With all the ups and downs that you face along the way, because there are mm-hmm. so many of them, um, and I think that's what, that's what kind of makes you at the at the end of the day. I think the best baseball players on the planet are the guys who can handle failure and uh, adversity the best, and they're they're best at bouncing back. I mean, I can see that. That's a lot of losing, I'm sure, especially as a pitcher. Because I mean, you can't go out there and win every single battle, right? Because it's got to be a new battle with each guy at the mound or at the plate. Is that, oh, is yeah. that a fair every, every Yeah. So, I mean, I can every see where it's... Absolutely. I'm, I'm sure you take every hit personal. So I can see where it's like you got to be able to bounce back and be able to shake it off. Because it would not take long for a weak-minded person to be like, I'm done. I can't do this. I'm tired of getting hit on. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I remember yeah. There, was, there was one time in... Um, I, I want to say this was in summer ball by my, my freshman year of college, but we played a double hitter, and, and I ended up pitching in, in in both games of the double hitter, and I got walked off on both times. Hmm. I've been attending both games and got walked off on both times. Hey, that'll so, make a man out of you. I have, I have had, I, I've had many humble ones. Yeah. As I, as I like to say. Ugh, I'm sure yeah. that's a, like a pit in your stomach has to be. It's one of the things where you got to think there's, right? It happens the first time, and then you get in that position, and you're like, no way. How am I no here again way. so fast? Yeah, how? Like, like, it's the it's the not again feeling. I'm like, oh, there yeah, you go. I'm sure, man. Not again. I feel that way but, every time I watch the Atlanta Falcons play with a lead going into the fourth quarter. <laughs> no, Not they're, again. They're, they're 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 pretty good at that too. But 
you know, the, you, you remember that old video with, with Michael Jordan and he was talking about, I've, in my career, I've hit 650 game winning shots or, or whatever, but I've missed, it's like double the amount or, or what, you know, whatever. But it just shows you that, like, I don't know, you, you are going to fail. That is like a guarantee of playing like a game. Almost like a real and greatness the, doesn't quit. The, yeah, real, 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 real greatness, you know. It, it endures. Um, yeah. Golly, and especially in baseball, man, because you play every single day. We know, every only, single day, you, you got to go out there. I mean, you're guaranteed to, you you're not going to ever, you're never going to have a perfect season in baseball. Yeah, so like you oh just gosh, you just yeah. gonna have to be okay with losing. You just, it, it's just a part of it. So I can see where it's like you got to have that mental fortitude. You got to be a guy who's okay with losing. Like it's not okay to lose, but you can't you know let that learn beat from you. it and try to push. Yeah. I'm trying to teach. So my son, he's my oldest. I got three boys. My oldest is uh, seven, and he plays baseball. Uh, and I'm not gonna lie, he's pretty good at it. Uh, I didn't play baseball. I was a football wrestler, track, all that, but. He is pretty good at it, and uh, the hardest thing to get through his head, man, the first, uh, he played T-ball and everything, but his very first season that he played legit ball, and they were pitching to him, and uh, the the hardest thing to get through his head, man, was he would strike out, right, and he would come, or or, or they'd get him out before he'd get the base, you know, uh, either way, he wouldn't make it on, and and he would come back to the dugout, man, and he'd be so upset with tears in his eyes, and and I had to tell him, I said, look, man, there's pro athletes, people that get paid a lot of money to play this game who get out almost two times every three times they go to bat. They don't make it on base. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, you no, have I, I to remember understand. being that kid. Yeah, I said, you have to understand that. Like, be happy when you can get on base more than that, but understand it's going to happen. Understand how mm-hmm. that feels when you don't get there. And understand that the only way to, to cut that feeling down is to get better and know that at the end of the day, hey, I gave them all. They just got me. I'm going to get them next time, though. I mean, we play fantasy baseball Absolutely. in our league and that, we that watch. That's Yeah. You know, it's one of the things, man. But, like, if I'm, you're. Go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. I'm done. I'll ramble on. You're good. Yeah, he will ramble. No, I'm just saying, like, if you. Up, you. Uh, you have to have. I I, I really believe play baseball at an extremely high level and to be playing at your personal best, you have to have a chip on your shoulder because the game is hard enough. If that's right, yeah, yeah. You know, if yeah, if it the games, it's we 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 have a saying. Um, yeah, baseball. It's it's simple, but it's not easy. So that's good. I um. Like that. That ball's yeah, coming uh, faster than you can blink. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know why those guys choose to hit. Because <laughs> on me, that stuff is hard, man. That stuff's hard. <laughs> it's got to be hard enough to throw 90 miles per hour. I couldn't imagine trying to hit that thing. We went to a game yeah, this yeah. weekend and watched it, and it was like, whoa, watching them throw it. I was like, you know, I've watched before, but normally He's I talking about we went diff- to Rome. Yeah. And we went to uh, Rome, Georgia, and watched. And I sat at a certain angle that I've never sat at before, and uh, it gave me like a like I don't know a weird perspective of the field that I've never seen before. 
and I'm watching them pitch and I was like, oh, whoa. Like whenever I sit this close, I'm normally not at this angle. Now that I'm at this angle and I can actually see like that's going really fast. How do you hit that? Yeah, like, I don't know how they do it. Have fun. Yeah. Have fun hitting that. I see why you wanted to be the pitcher. I got it now. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather yeah. be the guy giving in the pain of trying to hit it, not being the guy with the pain trying to hit it. I, you ain't lying, man. Like that. There, there was a reason I quit hitting it. 16 years old. That's what I say. <laughs> well, so let me ask you a question, man. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you a question. If there is one person, right? We talked, we, we've already splashed, uh, expressed you want to pitch. If there is one player, former or current in the MLB, that you could pitch against, right? Just get up there and just have your duel against them. Who would that player be? I, I, I bet I know who it is, and we'll take a wild crack and say it's uh, Chipper Jones. I, you know exactly who it is. <laughs> it would be Chipper Jones. Yeah. Uh, hey, I mean, that's still realistic, yeah. man. That's that's still realistic him. right now. <laughs> he looks. He he looks. Sometimes he looks like he can swing a bat. I bet, he, I bet, I, I bet they give still him a crack cake a homer there sometimes. Uh, you know he gets in there probably just be like, let me man, show y'all how to do it. Yeah, I was at but, I, I was at the game in 2012 when he hit his. Uh, uh, you remember that? It's like five career. Walk off home run. He hit against Jonathan Papelbon against the, with the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, I don't remember it to that extent, but yeah, it was it was in like one of his last ten final games, and mm-hmm. he pranked it right center at a at Turner, and I that that is that's one one moment I will never forget in my life. So you wouldn't be upset even if he just cracked it off of you. You'd just been glad to have thrown it at him, huh? Um, no, I mean, I'd, I'd get up there and give him my best shot, but <laughs> How at doing? the end of the day, <laughs> at, at the end of the day, let the best man win. But I want my shot at my, at my favorite player. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a good pick, though. I mean, what, what better pick than a childhood icon, right? Right. No doubt. No doubt. Well, well, what would you man, say, right? There, there are so many good players from that era that I, I grew up idolizing and, and watching that oh, it's awesome. brings back a lot of good memories. <laughs> well, I'm just glad the Braves sure. now have the same kind of thing for kids our age for back then. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like they, they've still got a good team to watch and idolize. 100%. It's, it's really cool to see what... You know, Anthopolis has done that organization. I think a lot of teams are going to start kind of following the, the president that he set. He's definitely doing well with a low payroll, with a lower payroll, you know. He's establishing it. So, Absolutely. Well, let me ask you then, right? You're up there, and you're going to get to face Chipper Jones. What is your go-to pitch? You gotta challenge him with a fastball. You gotta challenge him with your best bolt. <laughs> okay. Hey. My, my my best versus best. You know. Let's see if hey, you touch I, this heat. I ain't mad at you. Like I said, I seen how fast they were coming out, and even with some of them that were throwing in the nineties, mm-hmm. low nineties, I was like, Whoa. "God, Lee." So I can only. Yeah, imagine. I mean. 
the the mm-hmm. basketball in Major League Baseball is for 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 a reliever. This is for a relief pitcher, or a right-handed relief pitcher. It's ninety-four point one oh, this year. And the thing's hauling it, man. I, I I just don't think the average person realizes how how quick that gets on you. Well, no, that's one of those things you would stand in the like, plate and be like, "You throw it yet?" That's coming good. <laughs> and how they have time to they? I, I I would assume as a as a as a batter, you have to decide. Yep, this is he's going to pitch this. It's going to be around this area, yeah. and I'm swinging on this one because there's no time to do that when it's coming at you. Well, see, you that's our I mean? issue. We've only we've only been able to talk to pitchers. None of y'all have been batters yet. I don't know what it is. We, we can't get in it. We, hey, I'm happy to talk to anybody. It's just the and that's right. Mind blowing. But I want to know what it's like stuff. right now to be in the box, man. Because I couldn't imagine 94 miles per hour screaming at me. It really would be like, "Did you throw it, man?" The catcher's like, "Yeah, it's right here." <laughs> Yeah, like, all, all I would hear is a sound behind me. Like, yeah. you got that back there? <laughs> oh, that's nuts. It's, it's, it's definitely quick. It's, it's definitely quick. So, Zach, what uh, what's your track plan, man? Like, realistically, you see yourself finally in the majors. Like, you're finally underneath those big lights in front of all the fans. Uh, my my goal is definitely at this year at some point. And wow, um, okay. the thing. With, you know, this level, it's it's not common for guys from from the late to go to the big leagues. Um, oh yeah, I mean Ron Brandt does it all the time. Yep. The uh, you know, I think if that opportunity were to itself, and I had to go do that, I I, I think I would, you know, present myself with enough mental fortitude and um, confidence in myself to go get the job done. Yeah. And so that would definitely be well, my goal. That's a good call, man. Well, hey, I'm I'm rooting for you. Anybody that comes on this uh this show yeah. and talks to us, man, they got fans for life because it just means oh, yeah. that much yeah. to us. Absolutely, I mean, absolutely, especially with you being that Georgia alum. I mean, yeah, it's kind of some biasness there. Yeah, we gotta we gotta we gotta we gotta get our boy John on board. We'll see how long that that takes. Oh, man, he's, oh, he's man. a Virginia well, Tech what, fan. My, uh, stop it. Who's they, turning they LSU? Good. I'm gonna, yeah, there you go. He'd like. Let me, let me give oh, you the rundown no. real quick. Let oh. me give you, let me give you the skinny. He was Virginia oh, Tech because God, of Michael Vick, go. and now he's LSU yep. because of Joe Burrow. Hey. Oh no. Hey. Oh no. I'll give it to you. I I, I love watching Michael Vick playing Atlanta. Michael Vick was my man. Oh, oh man. And, and I you have know, a yeah. Just I gotta I gotta I gotta. So my last unit when I left, my boss, he knew I was a Michael Vick fan, and uh. Gave him my going away plaque, you know, um, and uh, he said, "I got you something else, man." And he hands me this this uh, wind like like a little plastic bag, right? And I'm like, "What's in this bag, man?" I pull it out, and in a hard case is a playoff Michael Vick card, limited edition, with a piece of his playoff jersey in it. You no way! Like, oh, dude, I t- I'm getting chills just thinking about it right now. It was like. You know, I've had I've gotten some great gifts in my life, man. But to see somebody that wasn't a family member, right, to give me something that he knew would mean so much to me, it was it was unreal, man. Like I'm like, hey, you gonna see really? Like I don't get choked up about stuff like that. I'm like, you really gonna do something like this to me and put me on the spot in front of everybody, man? Like got me all about to get all choked up that like you legitimately knew what? Because I mean. 
he knew I love sports. He's a huge baseball fan. He's a Yankees fan. God bless him. That's super cool. But mm. he's a huge baseball fan, and and yeah, he gave me that man, and I got yeah, it sitting legit, up on my man. mantle with all my other stuff. Yep, that's legit. So. That's that's legit. That's legit. Is that a, is that the coolest piece of sports memorabilia you have? So it's it's my personal favorite, but I I do have some actually some pretty cool ones. So uh, I can tell you one more story, man, about one. Uh, you, you so you follow the Falcons, I'm assuming, right? Uh, not as much as I used to, but I, I'm I'm fairly in loop, I'd say. But, yeah. But back in the day when Michael Vick was there, you remember uh remember Keith Brookings? Oh yeah, he's for Jack. Okay, so so Keith Brookings, right? I'm sitting. I'm at my previous unit, and I'm sitting there, um, and I'm talking to this recruiter, right? Because I, I I work for the recruiting command, and uh, I'm sitting yep. here with this recruiter, and we're just making small talk, and we're talking. And, uh, you know, kind of, I had met him once when he checked in and I'm meeting him again and we're, we're BSing back and forth. And, uh, he goes, I'm wearing a Falcons hoodie. And he's like, so you like the Atlanta Falcons, huh? I said, oh yeah, man. Love the Atlanta Falcons. Love it. Huge fan. And he goes, uh, he goes, you ever heard of, uh, you ever heard of a player called Keith Brookings? And I look at him and I'm like, yeah, this dude's name, this dude's last name is Brookings. And I'm like, yeah. And he just stares at me for a minute. And I'm like, there's no way. And he's like, yeah, he's my cousin. <laughs> I said, you've got to be, he's your cousin? He's like, yeah, he's my cousin. And uh, I'm like, what? And so he's like, I'll tell you what, I'll go get you a signed hat from him. And he said, and next time I see you, or next time you come, he was stationed in, he was stationed in New Orleans. He said, next time you come, he said, I- I'll give it to you. I was like, "That's cool." All right, I didn't think That's nothing of it, man. Right? I'm thinking, okay, you know, you're not gonna give me nothing. Next time I see him, he's like, "Here you go, man." There's a Falcons hat with Keith Brookings then signed it in there for me. I was like, "No, that's unbelievable." Way. That was probably the coolest one, man. Was getting him, and he, you know, I can't remember what he wrote. It's sitting up there, uh, but you know, it was like, it was directly to me, and I was like, "Wow." That is awesome, dude. So that's that is, probably that is, that's sweet. Yeah, that's probably my 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 biggest one. That's just like wow, that was really cool, man. We had a couple other things, you know, a couple other stuff that we've met different players and and got stuff signed for, and uh, you know, just getting to to talk to pro athletes, especially when they're they're like you and some of the other ones we've had on the show, and they're just. Humble, down to earth, awesome people. I don't care, man, if if they never made it. You know what I mean? If no one ever made it to the big leagues or even if they were just a collegiate football player or something, just getting that time to talk with them, man, to me it's it's cool that they got to do something that, that I always dreamed of doing and never never, you know, manifested itself. But that they well, it's fun they just to time pick to that talk brain. Yeah, yeah it I'm a lifelong just... fan at that point. I'm like, man, I could get a famous guy's autograph, but I don't know this guy. I got personal personal relationship with this person. That's more important to me, you know. Yeah, man, it's all about start relationships. Definitely think. Um 100%. That's a cool keeper story, man. And uh, I used to freaking love the guy. Dude, dude's a monster. Yeah, that guy was an animal. Yeah. I yeah. Absolutely animal. 
You ain't never looked at my uh, my sports memorabilia wall right there. I got some other stuff up there too, but no, this... I was there the other day. You didn't show me nothing. Awesome. I did. I'm sorry. I was. I. You know, you, the crazy thing was, it's right it's... there by the front door. No, no, you're excited to get to Rome and watch our friends. Play. I was. I was excited to watch our friend play, man. So. All right. Well, I got a question for you guys now. Oh, what you got? This is my one question. Man, I like it. Okay. Uh oh. One question of the night for you guys. I'm ready. Who is your favorite athlete of all time and why? Hmm. Do you know? Do you, I'm pretty do sure John's is, is uh, Michael Vick. Shut up, man. It's my answer. <laughs> why is he going to ruin my <laughs> answer? You see, he just can't help himself. <laughs> yes, it is and my Ryan favorite player of all time. My favorite player of all well, time. I'm showing you how well I know you. How well do it's, you know uh, me? Your favorite player of all time I'm going to say is also Chipper Jones. That's not a baseball player. Really? No, I'm I, no. I, I'm saying any athlete of all time. Football, yeah. baseball, basketball, no. boxing, Mine's sprinter. Actually, it's Peyton Manning. I couldn't Peyton tell you why. I honestly could not tell you why. I just know at some point in time, like as a kid, <laughs> I, I don't know what it was. I guess I liked the Colts' uh, royal blue. Yeah. And I was like... Yeah, old sheriff, man. I just there's just something about him. I don't know. I mean, when he went to the Broncos, I found myself having every single jersey because I was working a job, and I could and I had the money, you know. I don't, I don't know yeah. why I could tell you. It's just class that guy. I mean, just great dude. Wow. I just love what everyone had to that. say about him. Yeah, talking about Darius Thomas yeah. and all them uh, gave credit to him for their career, so that he made them a better athlete. That's why I told you the whole thing about uh, what's his name, Tim Tebow. If they would have left him, yeah. And, I never Underneath knew that. him, the kind You've of talked, the what if story. You've talked a lot about him, but I never knew that. Mine definitely is Michael Vick. Uh, I'm, I'm probably my favorite sport is probably football. Um, so it's it's yeah, definitely would, Michael Vick. But I'm a, I'm also a huge D Wade fan, man. I, I love me some D Wade. Uh, but I and, and yeah, Shaq, D Wade and Shaq is a toss up. I love me the Diesel. Have you him. have you seen that uh, new Shaq documentary that? out on hbo nope but i will be going to look for it now oh my Me. goodness gracious i am i am actually currently watching that right now oh i will yeah, be john, john i didn't that. tell you it is unbelievable but you know i got a signed football yeah. and uh like four of his cards somewhere but i've moved three times in the past like five years so there's no telling where it's all at when i yawn yawn house like, was... set up yeah, i might have to find unbelievable it. i remember when i was when i was 11 years old i, I went to the Hawks play, and I'm at I'm at twelve, whatever. I was young, and I got to see the, the the dream team play, like LeBron. Uh, That's wild. He was like, no, no, no. I'm 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 tripping, man. I I saw LeBron, D Wade, and Chris Buck. I saw the big three play later on, but I got to see LeBron play. Here with Shaq in Cleveland, and like seeing those two dudes on the floor together was unbelievable. That was cool. I got to uh, even though that was that was very later on in Shaq's career, he was moving around well by any means, but man, still, he was still just seeing on the court was amazing. My uh, my first Miami Heat game, I was stationed in Paris Island, South Carolina, and my first Miami Heat game that I ever got a chance to go to was the Miami Heat, Dwayne Wade final year 
and they were playing the uh, the Hornets, and they took we took over over the arena to the point where all you heard was "Let's go Heat," and then when D Wade came in there, man, it was insane. The electricity. My son was there with me. His first base or first uh, basketball game he'd ever been to. He was, you know, sitting there with me yelling, let's go heat. Oh, dude, it was it was awesome. The memories you make in sports, man. The memories you make. I'm a big Pat Riley fan, too. I love me some Pat Riley. Love me some Pat Riley. Yeah, that man's guess, got the, he's the master of mine. So. Yeah, man. I've, well, I've, I've, I've kind of studied a lot of those guys over like the last couple of years, like him. I, I read the... Um, I read the Phil Jackson book. Okay. I forgot the name of the book. Like Nine Rings or whatever yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Dude, that guy. That guy's that guy's the real deal. Phil Jackson. I didn't know he was so much of like a philosopher as he is. Like they were talking about. You know, oh, yes. I watched The Last Dance and I realized I seen a side of Phil Jackson that I had never seen before, and I was like, "Wow, really?" So that was really oh, yeah. cool. If you were to watch him, you know, coach an NBA basketball game or just really anybody affiliated with something like that, you'd think they're, you know, strung out. They're stressed out all the time. But, yep. man, that guy, that guy, that guy seemed to have it figured out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he figured it out, man. He definitely figured it out. So, well, yeah, I highly recommend If you guys are readers, I highly recommend that book. Phil Jackson's. What? It's uh, it's autobiography. Yeah, it's his autobiography. Okay. It's, it's like I think it is nine rings or something. You know, it's like based yeah, on how many championships mm-hmm. he's won. Ooh. So, yeah, I have to put it on the wish list, You're on the to read list. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. I love anything sports. So. Well, well Ray, Ray, well Zach, we don't got any more questions for you, man. You got any more uh, questions for us? <laughs> no, no, just that one. That was good. <laughs> okay. That was good. That I was, that, that was that, the first. I think that's a, that's I think a, that's a great, great question to ask. <laughs> I was caught off guard on that one. Well, uh, good. Well, Ray, Ray, Zach, this is our time of the show. We uh, we drop a uh, fact of the week, and then we do our shout outs, and then we uh, we close the show up. So, Ray, Ray, do you got uh, you got me any sports facts this week? Yeah, we're gonna throw this one back to 1935 to uh, Jesse Owens, who set a new record for the hundred yard dash, long jump, two twenty yard dash, and two twenty low hurdles. No one else in the track and field history has yet to break such an amount of records in such a short amount of time. So he set four world records in under 45 minutes. God. Wow. Unbelievable. And if, and if I'm not wrong with it being 1935, that must that would have been the uh, Nazi Olympics. I was about to say that was one in, in, in Nazi mm-hmm. Germany, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Jesse Owens, man. That's so crazy. imagine, if, uh, if you know anything about Jesse Owens, what a scary time. To be doing the Olympics, and to be doing You're that. Lying. Um, was, was Jesse Owens from Georgia? I, I don't know. I don't get that fact. I, we'll, we'll find that one out though. While John yeah, goes ahead with his up. fact, that's a that's a good one, man. Uh, let's see. Jesse Owens was born in Alabama, Oakville, Alabama, in 1913. Alabama from Alabama. Uh, Jackie Robinson was born in. Cairo, Georgia. There it is. Another another amazing athlete. Oh my gosh. Well since you uh since we're on uh baseball players, 
I got you a fact here, and uh, you being a pitcher, Zach, you may like this one. So, in 1987, I know it's a little bit before y'all were born, not, not much before I was born, but uh, Nolan Ryan became the oldest pitcher to lead the MLB in strikeouts at the age of 40 years old. That record, however, would only stand for one year when it would be broken the next year by Nolan Ryan at age 41. He would then go on to break that record again at age 42 and 43. Unbelievable. So that's another, uh, have you seen his new documentary out? No. Fastball? How, how am or, I missing all this? He's got all the knowledge. Or, no, no, no. That's, that, it's not fastball. That's a different documentary. Nolan Ryan's documentary, it, it's on Netflix. Oh, I'm going to be watching. I love I know my wife. My wife's like another one about sports, and I'm like, "Yep." But she then she gets right into it as soon as we start watching it. She we we Zach watched the last dance the together. Oh, dude, just, I'm, just I'm, I'm, I'm 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 writing this down for as we speak. <laughs> you need to watch that one. It's on Netflix. I'm gonna hit you. Good. I'm gonna hit you fact, up about the uh, shack like and that one. Yeah, sounds like you've already thrown out some of your own facts there. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm a I'm 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 a, I'm an enthusiast. I love all that stuff. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, well, Zach, do you got any shout outs this week while you're on the show? You want to shout anybody out? No, man, I'm good. I just, you know, I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. It, it was fun chatting with you guys about sports and life. Thanks for having sure, me. I really appreciate you coming on and yeah, man, taking the time sure. to respond to us. Yeah, definitely. So the only shout out I have is I want to go ahead and shout out all the mothers out there. Yesterday was Mother's Day. Obviously, when That's this right. episode comes That's out, it'll be two days. You know, it'll be Tuesday when the episode comes out. But but I just want to shout out all the mothers out there. I, I hope all of y'all had a great, great Mother's Day. And a shout out to my mother and my wife. Um, they're both down in Florida where I'm from, and unfortunately I'm still in Tennessee right now. I wasn't able to spend Mother's Day with either one of the uh, those beautiful women that are in my life, but I love both of y'all, and uh, I can't wait to see my wife here in another week and my and my mother here hopefully soon. So, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Well, uh, I can't follow that one up too well, except a uh, shout out to my mother <laughs> and uh, stepmother. Then <laughs> on that end, but also I want to take the time to go and shout out Ben Dumb again for allowing us to be able to go Saturday to the Rome oh, Braves yeah, game cool. and watch him play and uh and I'll fix it up and hey thanks for giving Cole that card of yours that was pretty cool man yeah I can't believe I go. forgot oh. that man I'm still thinking about it. I was looking at that card today dang I'm sorry Ben <laughs> well also uh Ray I Ray, got nothing do uh what mm-hmm. about you what you gonna you gonna shout out your affiliate oh yeah so uh just recently we became affiliated <laughs> with uh who was it again, John? Who was it? What did we get? Oh, bucked man. up. Is that what we got? Bucked we got a little up. bucked up. Come on, we? man. Hey, man. Hey, man. I just seen if you remember, big dog. But yeah, hey, shout out to Bucked Up for picking us to as the show to be an ambassador on their end. So if you ever need to get your supplements, just hit us up. Use that code L2WSports and get you 20% off at checkout. Yeah, man. Get you, get you a little 20% off, so... Definitely worth it. They got some great products. Uh, I already have some stuff coming, so check them out, man. Um, and don't forget your promo code so you can definitely save money because who doesn't like saving money? So That's right. Well, ne- now with that, Ray Ray, I got nothing. 
Well, I got nothing, and uh, I'm on deck, so you know I'm about to have to go to bat. So we got to wrap this up. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Well, hey, with that, we're late to work sports, and we out. See ya. Thank you.